0: This is an audio cast of the Frontline program, The Pension Gamble, premiering October 23rd on PBS and pbs.org Frontline. The correspondent and narrator is Martin Smith.
1: Tonight on Frontline. It was a promise made to all state workers.
2: They said if you dedicate your life to public service, we would guarantee you a solid retirement.
1: But what happened?
3: They have effectively raided pension funds. The pension was used
1: basically as a piggy bank. Frontline correspondent Martin Smith investigates... How did it go down with the policeman and the fireman?
4: I don't think it went down well with anybody.
5: My insurance is crap, my pay is crap, but I love what I do and I was promised this pension.
3: $14 million had been paid to undisclosed individuals for doing little or nothing. It was happening all over the country. This is a
6: crisis of epic proportion. If we are unable to meet the pension obligations, this comes at the expense of everything else that we care about.
1: Tonight, the real cost of the pension gamble.
7: Kentucky might be the first one to go down, but it won't be the last.
1: Frontline is made possible by contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you. Thank you. And by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Major support is provided by the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, committed to building a more just, verdant, and peaceful world. More information is available at macfound.org. The Ford Foundation, working with visionaries on the front lines of social change worldwide at fordfoundation.org. Additional support is provided by the Abrams Foundation, committed to excellence in journalism. The Park Foundation, dedicated to heightening public awareness of critical issues. The John and Helen Glessner Family Trust, supporting trustworthy journalism that informs and inspires. The Wincoat Foundation. And by the Frontline Journalism Fund, with major support from John and Joanne Hagler, and additional support from Laura DeBonis and Scott Nathan.
8: This is a story about gambling and making bad bets. It's about having your retirement that you thought was secure go south. We came here to Kentucky because Kentucky's pension system, for its police, firefighters, teachers and other public workers, is among the worst funded in the nation. With our interest in pensions, we of course noticed a horse called Promises Fulfilled. I decided to place a bet on it. So this Promises Fulfilled, what do we think about that horse? It's, it's okay.
4: like a he long shot. Sounds like a disappointment. Well, today I think
8: a long shot has a chance with the... Yeah, yeah with the mud and all. Right. I know. We're in Kentucky, we're doing a show. About the pension problems, you know the teachers and the firemen and the cops, people that work hard all their lives and are worried they're not going to get a pension. It's crazy. The people that we depend on most in our community. Right. Got me mad. It makes you mad? Yeah. All well,
5: right, I'm ready for you.
8: Okay. Well, in uh, in the derby. Okay. Number three, promises fulfilled. What you want to put on it? A hundred dollars. To win? Yeah.
9: The horses
8: the I had no expectation that the horse would do much. At post-time, the odds board had it at around 50 to 1. On the other hand, if it won, I would win $5,000. And
4: they're up in the Kentucky Derby! And promises fulfilled great start. Flawless as well for out by the. Blasting speed on the outside, and so is Noble Littany. Promises Fulfilled out to set the pace.
8: Well, Promises Fulfilled led the pack for half the race. Promises
4: Fulfilled trying to keep up second and inside.
8: But in the back stretch, where you couldn't really see what happened, the horse dropped from first to 15th out of 20. Here comes
4: Goodbetter coming outside for the final quarter-mile. Justified
9: turns around in
8: front. All I knew was that in just two minutes, I lost my one hundred
9: dollars. the Kentucky Derby
10: Kentucky is drowning in a financial crisis. The state's public pension funds, which fund retirement plans for our teachers firefighters, state police, and other public employees experienced a shortfall of more than $36 billion.
8: Kentucky is not the only state in trouble. Nearly half of all states haven't saved enough money to pay for the benefits they've promised to government workers. In total, it's estimated, they are short trillions of dollars. That's trillions. It's a problem that will affect everyone.
10: So, why should you care? Because the bigger the problem becomes, the more tax dollars will be needed to fix it. That means fewer tax dollars being spent in areas of need, like schools or roadways. Talented teachers and other public servants may look for careers elsewhere. Pension problems are sparking some concern for workers in northern Kentucky. Kentucky's
2: pension system, one of the worst across the country.
6: Governor Matt Bevan. it matters what happens in Kentucky because what is Kentucky's problem is New Jersey's problem is Illinois's problem, is Connecticut's problem, is California's problems, is go on and on and on. This is a crisis of epic proportion in the United States of America, and it's time we wake up and address it.
8: One public employee in Kentucky who wondered if his pension was okay was a history teacher at a local Louisville high school. Randy Week.
4: I understood that I would never earn a great deal of money. You enter teaching because there's a certain warmth you feel for instructing young people and trying to help them.
5: We're going to convert it from chemical to chemical, bingo. And
4: so it's an idealism that drives a teacher. And
5: that's the beauty of English. We are learning to be effective communicators. But
4: one of the, one of the reasons that we accept the low salary so this one, this is, is that we won't have to despair of our retirement that there will be some form of a uh, safety net for us when we get too old to trundle into the classroom. A guarantee. A guarantee. It's a promise. And a good chunk of our salary is taken out from day one and deposited into retirement plan. If y'all
5: can come up with a good idea for a little project or something you want to do, we can maybe utilize that outdoor.
8: Christina Frederick-Trosper, a teacher in Knox County, Kentucky, also signed up because of the promise of a guaranteed pension.
5: So that's what I was kind of explaining to them when you get to this one. I remember my parents telling me, kind of you know, you'll have a pension, you know, you'll have job security, and those are things you can't get in a lot of other places. Have a great day, guys. I'll see you all tomorrow. Knew I would never be rich, but I thought I would, you know, be comfortable and have those things that I can, you know, depend on so that I could make decisions for my family, for my kids in the like long term, things that my parents weren't able to do.
8: Everybody sitting here has been betrayed by the state. I also met with some police, some active, some retired.
4: It was a major thing for me. I felt if I got hired on this police department and if I did what I was supposed to do, I got my life planned out. I'm gonna retire, I'm gonna have an income coming in, I'm gonna get health benefits for the rest of my life, health benefits for my spouse. It, it, it had a major impact on my decision to do this. it yeah, was kind of the same with me. I didn't get into policing uh, a little bit later than normal. I was almost 30. So I was very well aware of the, of the pension benefit for me that was a big deal. Um, I knew that if I could get 20 years out of the career uh, that my wife and I would have health insurance and that I would have some kind of a pension.
0: Democratic
2: State Senator Morgan McGarvey. When you look at public servants, your teachers, your cops, your firefighters, the pension represents our promise to them and also an acknowledgement that we might not be able to pay you what you're worth right now, but we're gonna be there for you on the back end.
8: It used to be that nearly half of all American workers had defined benefit pensions a guarantee that you would get a good percentage of your salary and benefits upon retirement.
1: This is the life. What with my retirement plan and a few dollars I'd saved, I didn't have a thing to worry about.
8: Workers and their employers contributed funds that were then invested on Wall Street.
1: I'm chairman of the pension fund of this corporation. We're looking for a well-diversified list of high-quality
8: bonds and some common stocks. Over the years, private corporations have largely stopped offering defined benefit pension plans. But most public employees still have them.
4: The policy that we'll recommend here gives us a 60% chance of actually achieving the assumed rate of return.
8: The decisions about how to invest and grow pension fund money are made by a pension board and its financial advisors. And for many years, Kentucky Retirement Systems, or KRS, was flush with cash. KRS investment return on that money for the period of time estimated to be about $2 billion. Twenty years ago, it looked as if it would not ever have a problem. It's got to have an interest rate
11: on it that gives us the same
8: earnings. Today, Betty Pendergrass sits on the board of KRS. Where was the Kentucky retirement system sitting in 1999?
11: It was sitting at nearly 100% funded.
8: But then, in 2000, the dot-com bubble burst. KRS lost $1.2 billion. Then-Governor Paul E. Patton.
12: I've served in the best of times and now is the worst of times.
8: Kentucky was suffering, but politicians were reluctant to raise taxes to pay the full cost of their bills, and they began to divert pension money.
3: What will Kentucky do? That's what you're assembled here in Frankfort to decide. In Kentucky, the pension was used basically as a piggy bank. The problem was, once you've started to short your state pensions to cover the budget shortfall, it's hard to just do it the one time.
8: One of the few local reporters paying attention was John Cheeves.
3: I've been writing for 20 years now about the state's pension system, and it's been, you know, sort of a, a slow motion car crash.
8: Cheeves watched as one governor after another invested in roads, bridges, libraries, and more. Pension obligations were not met. Former Governor Steve Bashir.
12: As governor, I'm thrilled to be able to support this project not only with enthusiasm and
3: congratulations, but with money. I think it emboldened the politicians.
12: Specifically $2.4
3: million... They realize nobody's paying attention. I think they get a little bolder about it. And they realize, well, I, no one's looking. I
10: can do this. They have effectively raided pension funds. And by raiding, it means they just simply have not made the payments that they are morally required to make to fund the retirement promises that they've made. David David Sirota is a reporter and opinion writer. So instead of making those payments, they've used that money for roads, schools, things that are important, but that other tax revenues are not funding. And the thing is, is that the bill will come due. The bill will come due. Social studies teacher Christina Frederick-Trosper.
5: I had heard kind of rumblings from teachers early on, like, oh, they're taking money from our pension fund and this and that, and I'm like, oh, they'll fix it. You know, and that, that was, I think that's kind of where we were. You know, they'll fix it, and then I got married, and I had some kids, and you know, that wasn't what was on my radar. And I think a lot of people were like that.
4: American history teacher Randy Week. I had my head in the clouds. I'm a teacher, I'm busy, i got a family, i got a life. They take a bunch out of my paycheck uh, every two weeks, and so that's going into a little pile. It's going to accrue interest. I figured this is on autopilot. I don't have to worry about the pension.
8: By 2008, Kentucky's pension funds were in very bad shape, and things were about to get much worse. Stunning news on Wall Street tonight. At one point, the market fell as if
6: down a well over 700 points. The collapse of Lehman Brothers triggered turmoil in markets around the globe.
8: In the 2008 collapse, Kentucky was hit hard. We
6: traveled to Kentucky for a first-hand look at how the recession is hurting
8: just about everyone.
2: When I first got here, things were booming. There's, there were a lot more
5: factories that were open and businesses. and. I mean, you can see businesses are closing
2: all over. Kentucky is to horse racing what Detroit is to the American auto industry. even the sport of kings feels the sting of a global recession.
8: Nearly every sector of Kentucky's economy was affected. KRS lost $2.8 billion.
11: It punched a hole in the boat.
8: Pension Board Trustee Betty
0: Pendergrass.
11: I mean, the boat was taking on water, but now we got a hole. There was a huge downturn in the funding status because of that crisis. And you can't pay that back in five years.
10: The economic turmoil of recent years is putting a comfortable retirement at risk for many Americans.
11: So the investment crews are feeling the pressure to get the returns up so that we're generating more money going into the system.
8: Now you're swinging for the fences.
11: Right.
6: With less money available, many pension funds are under pressure to take on more risk by investing.
8: Starting in the fall of 2009, Kentucky's public pensions decided that to dig out from under, they would invest a portion of their portfolio in some of Wall Street's more exotic and risky investment vehicles, like hedge funds. The reason
6: why they're trying to do this is that they're trying to gamble their way out of the problem.
8: And Wall Street was more than happy to answer Kentucky's call. Pension money is extremely important here. Reporter and columnist David Sirota.
10: The world of pensions is a world of money and if you really want to dig around the heart of power of economic power in the United States that's where much of the money on Wall Street is from the public doesn't necessarily view pensions as giant pools of money when you say the word pensions people's eyes gloss over They don't really pay much attention, but there's one set of people who are paying a lot of attention. That's good. And it's the richest and most powerful people in the world on Wall Street.
8: How much money are we talking about?
10: In public pensions today, there's about $3 trillion. Part of it's being paid out in benefits and much of it being invested.
8: But here is where it gets tricky. Knowing how to invest is difficult.
4: I'd like to go through all the recommended policies and vote in mass. and then if someone...
8: Some trustees to that have financial experience, but others are police and firefighters, a, firefighters appointed to the board to represent their co-workers, the often not trained in portfolio management. They've got their correlation matrices and their risk and return assumptions
4: by asset class... From the previous it's
11: complicated, so and David some of our trustees don't have that skill set. They're better at fighting fires than I am. They're better at catching criminals than I am. But they don't have the financial
4: skills.
11: 53.5%. I would like to see sharp ratios for each one of the major asset classes. Just
8: Today, to Betty Pendergrass where, is a trustee um, who has investment experience.
11: Is, is Are we getting paid for the risk we're taking? It's in pre- I mean,
8: you know that on Wall Street, they call pension funds dumb money. <laughs>
11: It, that that hurts, but it's true.
3: <laughs> what I would say is the bounds of reason are 350 above the 10-year treasuries. So
8: John Ferris is an investment manager in Lexington. Until recently, he chaired the KRS board. He says that Wall Street regularly exploits pension funds.
3: In 2008,
8: only two members of the board had any investment management experience
3: much healthier. I think that the pension board that was put together from between 2008 and 2016 was probably the dumbest of money.
8: And thus you're $60 billion in the hole. Exactly. How do they amass hundreds of investments when they have no experience in how to choose? They well, just take anything that's recommended?
3: It seemed that way. A lot of them say will we'll openly admit they're not even you know, sure what they're voting on.
4: I trusted the state to deal with my money, okay? I don't
8: know nothing about doing that. Among those police I spoke to, one had served two terms as a KRS trustee. And you were a trustee? Yes. Now, in all due respect, you're a police officer. Are you in a position or equipped to be able to evaluate a complex financial instrument like a hedge fund?
1: One of the first things we were told as elected trustees when you went on the board, one of your responsibilities to be to get yourself educated. And the first question I had was how to do it. The retirement system sent me and other trustees to different investment symposiums. It's a complex thing. I did not claim to be an expert in the pension system. I knew a little bit about it, and I did to the best of my ability to make the best decision with the information I had at the time.
8: Even with the best information, it's hard to choose a winner. Think of that horse race with only 20 entries. In the world of high finance, there are 10,000 hedge funds. How do you know where to bet? One of the first ones KRS chose was called Arrowhawk Durable Alpha. It had no track record and long odds. Reporter John
3: Cheeves. Arrowhawk was one of the first sort of alternative investments, as we call it, where we had these third-party middlemen would come to Kentucky Retirement Systems and introduce KRS to these uh, alternative investments. They came to KRS and said, you should be putting your money in these funds. And uh, we think these are the best places for you to invest the, the state's money.
8: These middlemen are called placement agents.
3: Apparently unbeknownst to us, the placement agents were being paid fees so they were compensated very generously for us giving our business to these funds. The lead placement agent for Arrowhawk was a fellow from New York named Glenn Surgeon.
8: Yeah. This is Glenn Surgeon. Yeah. So this guy, he was the salesman for Arrowhawk? Correct. So, in 2009, when Arrowhawk was being considered, the only person on the KRS board with much investment management experience was Chris Toby he thought it was a risky bet. first
10: time you hire a hedge fund, you're looking for a fund that has a track record experience. Right.
8: And this one didn't.
10: Correct. But Glenn Surgeon had a relationship with Adam Tosh, the chief investment officer of KRS at the time. Adam Tosh sold us that. Our Toby
8: told me that KRS's chief investment officer, Adam Tosh, convinced the board to invest in Arrowhawk, which resulted in a large fee from Arrowhawk for Tosh's man. Glenn Surgeon. And how much money was he paid to bring in
10: Arrowhawk? Uh, Two million for Arrowhawk, but he brought in some other investments. that total of six million.
8: But at the time of the vote, the board didn't know there was a placement agent operating in the background.
10: Because it was never disclosed in financial statements. It was never disclosed anywhere, even the existence of placement agents. I think that one of the key issues
3: is disclosure of placement agent fees. And as
8: Toby then hired Ted Seidel a financial crimes investigator. They eventually filed a 32-page complaint to the SEC. The SEC and state auditors investigated and found no laws were broken. But the auditors did conclude that Tosh violated KRS's disclosure rules. Tosh left Kentucky and has not returned our calls. Surgeon has since died. What's the headline here?
3: Well, the headline was that there were these abuses uh, involving placement agents. $14 million had been paid to undisclosed individuals for doing little or nothing. It was happening all over the country. Public funds pay hundreds of millions in placement agent fees. So it's a significant problem, and it's a real waste of retirement savings.
8: Arahawk proved to be a loser. After KRS invested $100 million, the fund failed and closed down. KRS eventually recouped its money from Arrowhawk. But another hedge fund investment involved the Camelot Group. Camelot had a manager who, in a separate case, was charged and pled guilty to personally pocketing over $9 million of investors' money. Despite this, KRS would continue to invest in more hedge funds.
7: It was a great big, put all of the chips on the red seven. That's what we're going to do with pension money for firefighters and cops and janitors.
8: Anne Oldfather is a Louisville attorney who recently represented firefighters in a pension-related lawsuit.
7: They decided we're not going to go public. We're not gonna say we need help. We're gonna try to save our rears and this will work. Isn't that what the gambler always dreams? And so they start the beauty contest and they have perhaps 15 hedge fund managers that they interview and meet with and talk to and whittle it down to the final three winners.
8: The winners were Pacific Alternative Asset Management Company, or PAMCO, Prisma Capital Partners, and Blackstone Alternative Asset Management. Each offered KRS so-called funds of funds, umbrella vehicles that contain dozens of underlying hedge funds. With multiple layers of often hidden fees, they are sometimes called black boxes.
7: They're putting them together in these black boxes, which they so niftily named the Henry Clay Fund, the Daniel Boone Fund, and the Newport Colonels Fund, all for your viewers that are outside of Kentucky, famous names or entities here in Kentucky.
8: Today, hedge funds are deemed by many investment professionals as inappropriate for public pensions because they are expensive and lack transparency. While hedge funds contributed only some of Kentucky's pension woes, two class-action litigators from San Diego, Bill and Michelle Laracque, sensed an opportunity here. In 2017, they set up office in Louisville. They said they were coming to the rescue of Kentucky's state workers. Michelle Laracque.
7: We are talking about the retirement of 350,000-plus individuals, and we're also talking about a matter which quite frankly could bankrupt the state. There is so much that we don't know. I'm trying to find out what happened here.
5: Okay, that's fine.
7: We're just going to not look at it until we get a sub- resubmit, yeah? Well, I'll tell you
8: the The Laroques had successfully sued Enron for over 7 billion dollars in damages. Yes, that's where the But Bill LaRocque had been disbarred and jailed for illegally paying plaintiffs in some other class action lawsuits so they enlisted an old father as their lead counsel
7: probably is a little bit of watching their own backs our team of lawyers are blessed to have as our consultant bill dorock who's a disbarred attorney uh, but indeed an expert in pension fund analysis and so we have somebody right there at our beck and call who has educated us about the breadth of this problem throughout the United States Kentucky might be the first one to go down but it won't be the last.
8: As lead plaintiff, they tapped an old friend of Michelle LaRocque's, Jeff Mayberry, a retired state trooper.
4: From what I understand, the funds were fraught
8: with inflated fees. Allegedly, they were exorbitant, they were non standard, they were not of the norm. Tens of millions of dollars. That's what I understand. <laughs> In the spring of 2018, we attended a pre-trial hearing in a courtroom in Frankfurt. Mayberry faced 31 defense attorneys representing KRS board members, their financial advisors, and the three hedge fund companies.
4: Obviously, the number of defense attorneys did make me realize that that's some big money here, and they can afford the best in the country.
7: The agreements that these three hedge fund companies entered into with KRS were always declared as secret. We have never been able to find them in any public record. We've never been able to find them on KRS's website. All of these defendants, Your Honor, are seeking to keep private their dealings with KRS. Because
8: the defense has called for the case to be dismissed. But Oldfather argues that the hedge funds need to fully verify that KRS got all the money it should have received, that the funds didn't cheat KRS by charging hidden fees.
7: There are abundant examples, Your Honor, where these three fund managers told KRS, oh, this sub-fund manager refuses to disclose their fee charged to the public and the taxpayers of Kentucky.
8: They say you're on a big fishing expedition looking for damaging inside information that you don't really know if it's there.
7: The United States Supreme Court has said that the point of discovery is to be on a fishing expedition. And it is the beauty of civil litigation that we don't have to know 100% of what everybody did when we filed the lawsuit. When we survive those motions to dismiss, it's going to be time for discovery. And... I am going to snag a lot of fish. There is a belief
0: on their part that if you file a lawsuit and you get your hands on something, the public then gets to know about it.
8: Pamco and Prisma said in a letter to Frontline that they did exactly what they were hired to do, but declined to be interviewed. Blackstone's attorney spoke to us about the fees. We don't know what the fees were exactly. I can tell you what Blackstone's fees were. Right, we know what Blackstone's fees were. That was disclosed. But then there's a whole set of sub-fees, and if you read the contract, there's no specificity. It's vague. The, the fees were
10: disclosed. The nature of the fees were disclosed. The contract laid out the fee structure for the underlying portfolio In vague funds. terms.
2: You're characterizing it a certain way. It laid out the
8: fee There's no transparency issue in your view? There is no transparency issue. They know exactly what they received. They were target benchmarks that were established. They received
2: nearly three times what was expected in the target benchmarks.
0: We're still entitled, at this point, for no one to have prejudged anything that my clients have done. We don't know yet.
8: The lawsuit is likely to drag on for years. But the defendants insist the bulk of Kentucky's pension troubles are due to underfunding and two market crashes.
11: To defend
0: our reputation just because a complaint shreds us, it doesn't mean it's true.
8: People in industry and on Wall Street think that what you're looking to do is to wear them down, get them to a settlement, and take the money. How do you respond to that? Michelle
0: Laroque?
7: I was thinking about something that came up in the last hearing when their lawyers, you know sort of accused us of grabbing things from discovery and sending them to the media somehow. you know. Look, if they're proud of what they do and their business model and how they do it, well then stand up and tell the world about it.
8: Every month, Kentucky Retirement Systems makes over 100,000 pension payments, with the average retiree receiving around $1,500. The total outflow is nearly $2 billion a year. But by 2013, the KRS board and Kentucky legislators worried that in the future, they would not have enough money to meet their obligations. State Senator Morgan
2: McGarvey. In 2013, pensions had moved to the forefront. I think people started to realize, we let this debt get out of control.
8: Lawmakers decided it was time to make some drastic changes.
2: We changed the system so that you no longer get a defined benefit plan if you're a state employee, and you got this hybrid cash balance plan.
8: Basically a 401-type k plan.
2: Basically a 401-type k plan better than a 401k, but not as good as a defined benefit plan.
8: The first to be affected were police, firefighters, and thousands of other public servants. Public school teachers were spared. Existing workers would keep their defined benefit pension, but all new hires would be moved to a 401k-style plan.
11: Evening. reason why I stopped tonight, you're swerving. <laughs>
8: The move into
4: 401k style plans. This was widely seen as a compromise, but it's a big difference. And uh, it's a lot more uncertain uh, with a 401k plan.
8: Tom Loftus and, is a local reporter who covers and, pensions. I mean, how did it go down with the policemen and the firemen?
6: I don't think it went down well with anybody. There is no way that we can continue because of demographics to offer the same plan to people who are not currently state employees.
8: One year later, after reforms went into effect, the pension crisis resurfaced as an issue in the gubernatorial race, this time for state teachers and school workers. The
6: most important thing to do is stop digging.
8: The long-shot candidate was Matt Bevan, a former hedge fund manager and Tea Party favorite. Trustee Betty Pendergrass.
11: His campaign promise was if the pension system is bankrupt, the inviolable contract is moot. Because if you don't have those dollars to pay those benefits, then, okay, you don't pay those benefits. The
6: reality is if the money's not there, then we have to think about how do we tighten our budget.
10: His big issue, issue is our to our shrink and government to in Kentucky. Trustee Chris Toby. To make it smaller. Uh, he believes in private sector. He does not believe in government. Do
6: all represent those
10: who His end game who is, is to shrink now, the pensions. or
6: why we indeed will be the next governor and lieutenant governor of this commonwealth of Kentucky. Governor Bevan We had at that time and continue to have the worst funded pension system in the United States. We need a fresh start. We truly do. We need a fresh start. This tells us that we as a state are in dire risk of becoming financially insolvent and that if we are unable to meet the pension obligations that we have to people, this comes at the expense of everything else that we care about, everything else that we would fund. Our state workers who have been promised a pension should be given that pension...
8: Once in office, Bevan decided to stop shorting the pension system and to make what are called actuarially required contributions, or annual ARC
6: payments. We have an 80, $2 $2 billion pension problem. There are going to be hard decisions made by this body, by the
3: House. Governor Bevan is doing what no governor has done for at least 15, 16 years, to to which is fully fund the arc again.
6: Reporter John Cheeves.
3: And that's no small achievement. And it really is starving much of the rest of the state uh, budget. And we
6: had better clean it up.
3: That isn't what's controversial. What's controversial is he's saying we can't really afford to keep pensions going, so teachers from this point forward. Teachers won't get pensions in Kentucky anymore.
6: We have exhaustively gone through everything we can to ensure that we do, in fact, deliver on the promise.
8: Bevan concluded that the teachers' pension system was unsustainable.
6: Keeping the Promise will save Kentucky's pension systems... And
8: Under a proposal called Keeping the Promise, all newly hired teachers would be moved to a
6: 401 K Existing
8: teachers would also contribute a greater percentage of their salary to shore up the old system.
6: You were eradicating the pension for new teachers. Correct. I mean, this is, in other words, for new people who are not currently employed by the state, they would not be given a defined benefit plan because it is not possible to promise that to them with any confidence that we can deliver it. We can't.
3: I think this is a very morally
6: sound plan. State Senator plan. Robert Stivers endorsed
8: plan the plan.
3: And something that the people of Kentucky will understand and accept as the direction we need to go in future years.
7: A passionate crowd of state workers, educators, and retirees took to the steps of the state capitol with one message, they want their pension. The, pension, is a the, pension is a the proposed bill calls for new employees to move to a 401k style plan and current employees kick in 3% of their salaries to shore up retiree health care funds. You're
5: going to be looking at specific countries and we're going to look at each one.
8: Christina Frederick Trosper, the teacher from Knox County, was alarmed. Her salary was already a challenge to live on. Kentucky's teachers have seen their wages adjusted for inflation increase by less than half a percentage point in the last two decades. Now Trosper feared that lawmakers would come after her pension.
5: In about August, September, I really started paying attention to what was happening. And just everything just kind of snowballed for me, like all of it just kind of came together. You dug the hole. I didn't dig the hole.
8: One day, Trosper attended a town meeting and confronted Senator Stivers about his plan.
5: You all made a conscious decision to not fund your obligation. And I don't care when you got elected or whatever, but you've been there during the years that it has not been funded properly. I wanna know, how are you gonna raise the revenue to fund it properly? Because I promise you, your days in the Senate will be no longer. They will be no longer <laughs> if you do not it That's all I do. It seemed like something snapped in you. Yeah, it did. And I told everybody I had an out-of-body experience. I can go through a 300-page bill. I mean, I'm a loud person, and I'm not the type of person who, you know, sits back a lot of times, but I shocked myself. I want what you told me I was going to get. My insurance is crap. My pay is crap. But I love what I do, and I was promised this pension. And what you're proposing is going to kill us. You will kill us. You will kill public education.
3: I understand That's that lady perfectly. Senate President Stivers. She is having certain fear of an unknown system where she's very comfortable with a known system.
8: And she's worried there will be less incentive for teachers to sign up knowing that they won't have a defined benefit pension plan and that she has young students children, and the quality of the teachers for them will be less.
3: Well, that that's an opinion. There are many teachers that are teaching in the parochial systems that don't have those types of systems, and they have very good outcomes and results. Um, universities, I don't think many teachers have defined benefit pensions in universities. Now, they're paid differently and more. And more, and that's uh, a difference
8: teachers in Kentucky were not alone. In February 2018, teachers in West Virginia rallied to protest low pay and benefits.
3: 36,000 teachers walked out of class today.
8: West Virginia teachers in turn sparked similar demonstrations in Oklahoma and Arizona.
6: This is what democracy looks like. It's the latest in a wave of protests sweeping across the country, led by teachers who say the future of public education is at stake.
5: I think West Virginia inspired us because having next door in a mountain state that struggles with the same types of things that we do and that they were able to achieve their goals, I think really ignited
8: us. Bevan's controversial keeping the promise reforms were crafted into Senate Bill money
4: One. Senate Bill One shall pass. We're being
8: Leading the charge was Senator Joe Bowen, who, five years earlier, had pushed through that pension bill affecting cops and firefighters.
9: Ladies and gentlemen, please, I'm going to ask you, please...
8: They'd like to have your hide. Some. Well, the teachers were out there chanting. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, we're trying to save the system for them. That's, That's the irony of all of this, in my mind, anyway, is that here we are trying to save the systems And we're getting all this pushback. Angry and fearful teachers became a regular presence in the state capitol.
6: I'm the only governor in the lifetime of any of these teachers that has fully funded the plan. And yet they seemingly hate what we're doing.
8: On a local radio show, Governor Bevan shot back.
6: I mean, reality is, this is a group of people
3: that are throwing a temper tantrum.
6: And I'm surprised
3: Bevan has made a number of controversial statements about teachers over the last few months. Reporter John Cheeves. Most politicians do not want to be seen as critical of teachers. I mean, Matt Bevan obviously has decided he's comfortable crossing that line.
6: I'm just flabbergasted at how remarkably uninformed folks are. It's an old saying that you can't win an argument with an ignorant person. And so if a person is uninformed about a topic, they're not even able to make their own case for what they believe.
3: Yeah, that
10: are These are
6: educated people with, with the ability to listen and to understand. So if they truly still believe that this is bad for them, it is due to being misinformed. And they're like, how dare you say we don't understand? Well, the but choice of the language understand. is such Agreed. that you're, you're and, and, seen
8: as arrogant, dismissive, talking down to teachers, firemen, policemen.
6: If people want to be offended, they can be offended by anything. You can parse things, take things out of context, even take them in context. Do you think in you've been appropriately
8: careful in yes. your choice of language and really served this I do. debate. And I think if people really in a constructive way.
6: Yes, you do. Whether no, do, does everybody agree with that? No. No regrets. No. I mean, here's the thing: I'm trying to save a system that needs to be saved.
8: By March 2018, the pension bill had stalled, and time was running out. So with just a few days left in the legislative session, state Republicans tried a last-minute maneuver.
4: If we do not take action on this pension bill, there will be massive layoffs across the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Senator Morgan McGarvey. None they of were us called into a crowded Capitol committee cap. room, we do not handed a bill, and told
2: they were going to vote on it.
4: This is a good compromise plan.
2: But it turns out that they were handed a sewage bill, that they were swapping out anything they had to do with sewers, and putting in languages that change the pension system in Kentucky forever going forward. —Well, first of all, this is very unfair to vote on a bill that I don't even check the number of pages that are on this bill and then ask us to make this, this decision today and then limit discussion.
3: And we —No one had a chance to read it outside of the uh, Republican members of the Senate. I mean, the Democrats hadn't had a chance to read it, the Teachers Association. The public, the press, nobody else knew what was in there. And this thing's about to become law.
12: This is a committee meeting, sir. Yes, sir, it is. And we're allowed to ask questions or or anything pertaining to this bill, which none of us has seen, except a couple of you guys. I've never seen such garbage thrown out here in my years in service. We've had three
8: or... There was a lot of anger in the room. Extreme anger.
0: Committee Chair Jerry Miller.
12: It was an unpleasant task I was asked to do. No one wants to make other people unhappy. And and I will say, I voted on plenty of bills I didn't get to read, unfortunately. I had no choice. But you have to consider all of the factors. We couldn't pass a budget if we didn't have a pension bill. And that is why I agreed, we've got to get this bill back to the floor so we can have a debate, full debate on it, knowing that
1: the optics were terrible. I'm concerned, first of all, that what we're doing is illegal. I'm, I'm hoping that we can have a representative of the teacher organization to testify here today on this bill. Would that be permitted, Mr. Chairman?
12: Uh, that's not on the uh, in uh, the order. No.
1: Uh, is there? Could you explain why we, we're not having a representative of the teachers to testify on this bill, since they are the main people who are going to be affected by it?
12: We have heard loud and clear how the teachers feel about SB 1, and this plan has made changes responsive to those questions. Does anyone have a question on the bill?
1: Well, that's what I'm, I'm asking these questions about the bill. Mr. Representative Richards. Can, can I finish my, my, my time, Mr. Chairman?
8: I've called on Representative Richards.
12: Representative Richards?
8: It became clear to everyone in the room that the Republican majority was not interested in hearing the Democrats' objections to the bill.
12: Seeing no other questions, Madam Secretary, please call the roll. Mr.
4: Chairman. Mr. Chairman.
5: It was absolutely just gut-wrenching to watch them vote.
12: You're out of order, sir. You're out of order, too. By this statute, Would you you're out of order.
5: It was, well, you this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it, and we're going to overvote you because we have a supermajority.
12: Uh, all in favor of the title amendment, signify aye. by saying aye. 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 All opposed? No. no!
9: This
12: committee is adjourned. How can you guys Hello. shave in the morning without cutting your
2: throat? Everyone's upset. Tensions are high. And that's when we had you know, 5,000 teachers show up in Frankfurt
4: many teachers and state employees are upset about being caught off guard and not having a chance to see the bill before it passed.
3: In 20 years at the, the state capitol, I've never Banner seen Banner protests, protests like that. Banner the teachers kept coming and coming. They were there every day.
4: A is a promise. A, a
9: Banner Banner is, promise. is a promise. A is a promise. A is a promise. Decades ago, that
2: General Assembly made you a promise.
0: Yep. Attorney General Andy Bashir. They
2: said if you dedicate your life to public service, that while we wouldn't pay you enough, we would guarantee you a solid retirement. But they broke their promise.
9: And they broke
2: the law. Because the law doesn't allow you to change a sewage bill into a pension bill yeah. and pass it on the same day. That's yeah. government at yeah. its first.
0: Christina frederick Prosper.
5: That just felt like another slap in the face. To take our pension bill and put it onto a sewer bill, we thought, oh, that's symbolic.
4: It was perfect. I mean, they couldn't have chosen a, a better metaphor. Here's your, here's your, uh, here's your sewage. Get
9: the New York money managers out of my pension. I say, sue them. Sue them blue. Sue them blue. Sue them blue. Sue them blue.
8: Many like Randy Week blame Wall Street for creating the mess. Others blamed the governors and lawmakers who neglected the pension fund over decades. I Inside the Capitol, with teachers filling the gallery, lawmakers debated how to cut the budget to shore up the pension fund. Many of the cuts proposed were to public education.
4: I think teachers are beginning to realize that the whole system is under assault. Randy Week. What is gonna to happen to that generation of children? Will they be able to learn if they come into school because the social safety net, and it's very thin as it is, has been shredded. Ladies right and gentlemen, the teachers know that the textbooks and learning materials in this legend are sliced by $16.7 <coughs> $16 million. No new
7: textbooks.
5: All of those that are up for re-election right now, that were not friends of public education, we're hoping that they won't be there.
12: It is sad that we are where we are, but unfortunately we had
5: to take action. Everybody's gonna be shocked to see how many of us come out in force to put in pro-public education candidates.
8: For now, Kentucky's attorney general has successfully blocked Bevan's sewer bill in court. But teachers are afraid of what the future holds. The pensions of some other Kentucky state workers are facing insolvency in around three years. Teachers worry that when the time comes for them to retire, the state won't have the money to pay their pensions. Journalist David Sirota
10: state lawmakers don't want to raise taxes voters don't want to accept tax increases retirees I think rightfully don't want to accept cuts to benefits that they were promised so in Kentucky the bills coming due now we are going to see situations where pension funds literally do not have the money to pay out benefits to people who have been promised those benefits.
6: And yet I'm being fought in some instances by the very people that we're trying to save. It's like saving a drowning victim. It's like somebody, they're fighting you, biting you, pulling you under. You just need to knock them out and drag them to shore. Yeah. For their own good, and and, and we have to save the system.
3: Governor Matt Bevan couldn't put it any more succinctly than that. I appreciate the wake-up call.
6: And- I won't be the governor, when this thing falls apart,
3: it's tough medicine, but to save the system
6: the next governor, regardless of who they are or what ideology they represent, it won't matter what lie they give. Reality will come crashing home.
3: The end game is pretty clear. pensions uh, are on their way out.
0: Reporter John Cheeves.
3: So what we're going to have within the next generation or two is Americans who are going to have terribly insecure retirements. Uh, They're going to have to live on whatever they've managed to squirrel away to their own savings. Teachers, the one benefit you got for sure was a pension to retire on with some security and dignity at the end of your career. Uh, But in Kentucky, after the summer, that might be gone.
9: Done. A picture at five right
8: here. What happens if you have no pension? I don't want to think about that.
5: I don't know. I don't. I don't know.
8: That's excellent. What is the difference between the
5: first sixteen problems and the last four? Many of us teachers are working paycheck to paycheck, trying to make ends meet. That's like a pivotal point, right? Like it's like a make or a break time. I have no savings, so my pension is everything. Without that, I won't survive. Take your papers with you. God, have a great day. I'll see your beautiful faces
0: tomorrow. That's all right. Go to pbs.org frontline.
9: This is what democracy looks like. For a look at how
0: states nationwide are dealing with the pension problem.
6: What is Kentucky's problem is New Jersey's problem.
10: Is Illinois' problem? Is Connecticut's problem? State lawmakers don't want to raise taxes. Voters don't want to accept tax increases.
0: And read more from the hedge funds that Kentucky invested with. Then connect to the Frontline community on Facebook, Twitter, or pbs.org Frontline.
1: Frontline is made possible by contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you, thank you, and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Major support is provided by the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, committed to building a more just, verdant, and peaceful world. More information is available at macfound.org. The Ford Foundation, working with visionaries on the front lines of social change worldwide at fordfoundation.org. Additional support is provided by the Abrams Foundation, committed to excellence in journalism. The Park Foundation, dedicated to heightening public awareness of critical issues, the John and Helen Glessner Family Trust, supporting trustworthy journalism that informs and inspires. The Wincoat Foundation. And by the Frontline Journalism Fund, with major support from John and Joanne Hagler, and additional support from Laura DeBonis and Scott Nathan.
0: The Pentron Gamble was written by Marcella Gaviria and Martin Smith produced by Marcella Gaberia and Nick Verbitsky, and co-produced by Brian Funk and Sarah Obedat. The correspondent was Martin Smith. The managing editor of Frontline is Andrew Metz. The executive producer of Frontline is Rainey Aronson-Roth. To order Frontline's The Pension Gamble on DVD, visit Shop PBS or call 1-800-PLAY-PBS. This program is also available on Amazon Prime Video.